Welcome to Femboldened, a podcast where inspiration meets aligned action, where science meets spirit, and where you've landed to enliven the bold within you. I'm your host, Angelica Pascone, multidimensional healer and empowerment coach, specializing in helping heart-centered high achievers like you to shatter their personal and professional self-built glass ceilings. Get ready to awaken to your truest potential as we dive deep into the emboldened stories, wisdom, and medicine of our fellow impact-driven visionaries to energize you into living your bold. The only question is, are you ready? Let's get started. Them Bolden. Hello, Femboldeners, and welcome to a wonderful episode with Brian. Brian, how do you, I forgot to ask you, how do you pronounce your last name? Burnaman. Burnaman. That's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure. Brian, with a background in neuroscience and more than 15 years of experience teaching and practicing yoga, meditation, mild, mindfulness, and different healing modalities, is able to synthesize modern scientific knowledge with ancient wisdom to help his clients get the results they desire. Brian is the co-founder of Conscious Action, a movement of people committed to living more intentionally, and you being you, offering practical lifelong well-being pathways for heart-connected conscious living. Oh, I cannot wait for this conversation. Having taught hundreds of workshops around the world, Brian has empowered people from all walks of life to realize their full potential and enable them to live a stress-free and meaningful life. Welcome, Brian. Welcome to Fimbolden. Thank you for being here. How are you today? Who are you today? What's going on in your world today? Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, I, I always love and really appreciate having this conversation. So thank you for having me. I'm doing great. It's a, it's a wonderful time of the year. and There's so much going on and there's so many changes happening that I, I kind of like embrace them and go with that flow. So I'm doing great. <laughs> Mm, that's great. And and Brian, for our listeners, Brian and I were just talking about how we have an 18 hour time difference right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so you yes. pretty much, he, he just, he just started his Monday. I'm winding down my Sunday and um, I'm really looking forward to him telling me what the lottery numbers are. Um, <laughs> if only it would work like that, right? Right. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Oh, Brian. So good to have you. I, I mentioned this briefly when we first hopped on that I, I have, you know, a science mind, but also a spirit mind. And I'm so, I love connecting with others of the same, I want, I want to say same journey, right? It's just similar pathways. So I'm, I'm curious, I guess, what, what did that jump look like for you? Who were you? I mean, so you started practicing uh, more consciously about 15 years ago, right? So, so, so who were you? 15 20 years ago and and i guess what was the spark and i guess and i know that it's not always just one moment right it's usually a culmination of moments that springboarded you into waking up mm. yeah so i think that i i have been really fortunate uh that my journey started with my parents mm. it was their journey that sparked me to actually go on my own journey. Uh, I, I grew up in Argentina, in Buenos Aires, um, typical childhood. And I was really stressed out as a teenager, uh, like many are. Uh, and I 
even though I thought that I knew a little bit my place in the world and I thought that I understood myself, I actually didn't. (laughs) And and when my parents started their own journey when I was um, around 10 years old, like I started to see slight changes and they would start to recommend, you know, different books to read and they would invite me and my siblings if we wanted to go and do a yoga class or a meditation class or go for a healing or different things Mm -hmm. Um, for whatever reason at that time I said yes (laughs) to all of that my siblings didn't but I did Um, and little by little I started to through different experiences I started to reconnect and I started to get to the place as an example that I went to my first ever Tibetan yoga class and that was I remember it now in my body mm-hmm. I remember it was the first time that I actually felt my body and the feelings in my body mm-hmm. like I thought that until that moment I knew how that was I had no idea yeah. uh, I was only living in my head so I had that experience and then I had similar experience with energy healing. I went for a Reiki healing and it was the first time when I'm like, wow, what's this? And, you know, like starting feeling all of, all of these things. And that led me to, to a journey now for the last 20 years of, you know, experiencing and experimenting and practicing and little by little by doing that journey for myself. Mm-hmm. Then I just started to share this, and now, like for the last many years, just this is what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things for me was, you know, I at one point when I did my postgrad in neuroscience, at that point, I'm like I was starting to be much more inclined on the let's call it spiritual or holistic perspective, mm-hmm. and. I couldn't reach most people when I was talking to them. (laughs) I'm like, you know, like, it's just all of these weird things or this very alternative stuff. And even with my sibling, you know, like, I couldn't reach him because he was just, you know, where's the explanation? Where's, you know, like, he wanted to see (laughs) the, the results or something tangible. And when I studied neuroscience that started to give me some languaging some understanding some perspectives that I could share about my experience when I'm you know like practicing it's like oh, okay so this is what's happening for someone that is not fully open to just diving into the unknown and be like I'm just going to explore this mm-hmm. so and now for for the last really for the last 15 years it's been like a very interesting journey of diving deep and trusting and seeing what comes on the other side and you know that led me to live in different cities around the world in different countries uh very different types of experiences and just enjoying that ride um, and one of the things, and I'm sure that we might talk about this a little bit more, but I I see so many people that see me now and it's like, oh, you know, like I haven't been stressed or I haven't experienced stress in 15 years now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are like, you know, like kind of like that they cannot connect with it. And I'm like, well, that wasn't the case. Like I did something in there and mm-hmm. you can chew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What was it? So this is interesting. So for, for me, um, I, I mean, I knew of my gifts when I was a child, um, shut them down. Right. And, um, still like knew of my gifts when I, when I went to college, but I was very much science brained in, in college and in grad school. And I went to, to visit to PA school, um, and it wasn't until after I became a PA that I had what I call my awakening, where all those gifts came flooding back and there was no denying them. And I I do remember not being able to connect. My husband at the time, I read um, Dr. Emoto's The Messages in Water, and I was like, this makes so much sense. And I was trying to to speak to the science behind spirit using this book. I'm like, this is everything. And I remember talking to my husband and I, I talked to the water molecules in his his body. I'm like, I just want all of you to know that I love you very much. And he thought I was, you know, he I uh, clearly that was not the way to connect and share and share the great that could could be right. Um, but I I yeah. So I remember struggling with with the connection. But this is interesting that you went into neuroscience having had these experiences already. What? And and there's no now, and I think you already knew this going into it, but there's really no uh, discernment between the two. They're related. They're interlinked. Yes. What what made it? What made neuroscience interesting to you? What what made you take that turn rather mm. than just starting to travel and and live and surrender at that point? Mm. What what was that like like for you? Yeah. Well, I think at first, as you're saying, I think that there's this tendency to try to separate everything and see like it's either scientific or it's spiritual or you know like or things like that and it's like there's like spiritual stuff is scientific stuff as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and scientific stuff as well and i think that this is one of the main things that when i have a lot of conversations with people if i understand the scientific method i understand it's not fixed the yes. scientific method is about questioning everything and that is at the core of any other practice that we might label spiritual like mm-hmm. that is questioning the questioning myself questioning my judgments questioning my lens and perspectives questioning the world that is around me and what i can see with my senses like what for me what is interesting about this is that neuroscience especially now for the last especially for the last 10 years now what it's been doing it's basically been just proving what a lot of wisdom traditions have been saying for thousands and thousands of years there's nothing new really it's no. just like it's just proving those things it's like so now i can go to someone and you know i can be like ah oh, meditation mindfulness is good and if they don't connect with that it's like well this is what's going to happen in your brain this is what's going to happen to your nervous system and they're like ah oh, okay i will try that thing yes and, yeah and and to go back as well to to the question i i was at that time i had no idea what neuroscience was this is back in 2008 so this is you know like neuroscience is this very new thing it was actually the second year that it was taught in argentina 
uh, as uh, you know at, as at the university and my mom knew someone that was doing that postgrad and i i was doing um my bachelor i was actually doing two bachelors at the same time um, i finished one and i basically had now the afternoons open because i was still doing the other career and i was like oh, well you know now i have this slot of time open and my older brother as well he finished his bachelor and my mom is like oh i heard about this thing and both like both of us were like oh this is interesting so we we wanted to to check it out and like with this is my older brother we ended up doing the postgrad together and i had no idea what what i was getting myself into really (laughs) like (laughs) this is a very new like science at that moment um it has advanced so much since 2008 what for me was really interesting with that is that was you know this trusting it's like there's this synchronicity my mom's just hearing from this woman that there's this new thing called neuroscience and suddenly my brother finished his bachelor i finished one of my bachelors and there's this gap of time and it's like oh this seems really interesting let's go and let's explore this and then it's like ah wonderful now i have all of this knowledge and all of this perspective and i can use it for my life my understanding when my head if at any point my head is questioning what i'm doing and it's like oh well i can tell myself i know this so i can move i can move on and now i've been able to share it with so many people especially when i work with businesses or when i work with more logically um, minded people or when i'm teaching at university like that perspective supports what i do so much because again i need to meet people where they are if yeah. someone is not going to be open to me saying as an example the word meditation because they connect that with eastern philosophy or with spirituality or whatever nowadays the word mindfulness is much more um approved let's say or normalized so instead of potentially saying the word meditation i'm just going to say mindfulness or instead of saying let's like let's practice this is okay let's rewire the brain so yeah. Mm-hmm. A few different things make a whole lot of difference in someone to be able to open themselves up to creating change in their own lives. And that for me is what what has been so um so amazing for the last 10 years, especially is how can I meet people where they are? What about their worldview is in, in their own way? So then I can actually potentially give them the right key that will open that door because we all have those different keys to open our doors Mm -hmm. and it's like well the more that i learn the more that i know the more that i can share different perspectives different traditions different philosophies it's easier because it's like well of all of these ones which ones is the one that is going to open the door for that person Mm-hmm. And that for me is so, so great because then I'm able to support so many people that potentially just with one lens, mm-hmm. I would be very narrow in that. And it would be still great, yet it wouldn't be what I feel like I'm here for. <laughs> right, right. No, I identify with this so much. 
you, you know, I even find a mind. So right, right now I'm working with patients um, in psychiatry, in the field of psychiatry, and they all live in North Carolina. I'm working from home, but all my patients are down South. And so their doctors, their providers know everything. This is what they've been conditioned to believe. You don't, you don't, you, I, everybody says, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Of course. Yes, ma'am. Anything you want, right. Just super respectful and giving their power away at the same time. <laughs> mm. And, and, um, you know, I think there's the, the culture down there is starting to shift a little bit to more conscious ways of thinking. Um, but it's still not there. Right. So it's still a lot of woo, but I'm still asking them the same questions in different ways. So, so my, I I've discovered asking, you know, in terms of meditation or mindfulness, what do you, have you, I asked them, I asked them, what have you, can you think of a moment where you've simply lost track of time and you felt good doing it? Yeah. When I pick up my guitar or when I paint, I'm like, okay, that's meditation. And I want you to do more of it. Right. And it's just, <laughs> you know, that's mindfulness, whatever you want to say. Um, and I said, it doesn't have to be you crossing your legs and saying, oh, I just want you to lose time. Mm. in a healthy way. Right. Mm. Um, and it's, it's really opened, open things up. And a lot of them identify with certain religions, right. God, mm. Jesus. And I, I, I asked them, are, do, you, do you consider yourself a religious or spiritual person? What words do you identify with? Is it God? Is it universe? Is it source? Is it Jesus? Is it the Lord? And they tell me right away. And it's almost like they were dying for somebody to ask them mm. because that was a part of them that nobody saw. And just yeah. by doing that, it opens up it opens up the pathway to healing. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think that for me, one of the main things I, I usually come back to this word for me so important is connection. How mm -hmm. do you connect? Yes. Forgetting about meditation, mindfulness, or anything, it's like how do you connect? Do you connect by as, as you're saying, playing the guitar, by painting, by walking in the forest, by even even if you connect like by watching TV, like, you know, like different people connect in different ways. What's the way that you're connecting? And yeah. that for me is the most important thing because the biggest problem that we have in the world is disconnection. We are disconnected from ourselves. We're disconnected from others. We're disconnected from the earth. We're disconnected from the universe. And there lies all of the issues that we have from that disconnection. Mm -hmm. So the more that we can get back to that place, it's like everybody can believe what they believe. You know, as you're saying, when I work with someone and they love Jesus, it's mm -hmm. like, love Jesus. That's yeah. great. Connect with him. What, you know, what's the energy? What's the qualities that Jesus like displays? How can you embody more of that? How can you be more of that? If if you love Jesus and, and Jesus is all about love and compassion and kindness, how are you living that? Mm -hmm. You know, so and if someone is you know, from another religion or another perspective, it's like, how do you connect with that which you connect with? And that for me is it's the key. It's not about when I'm doing my my work, is I don't want to change anybody. <laughs> Like yeah. all of that, I'm, all of that I'm doing is I'm here to support them in their own journey. As you're saying that, giving away of the power, I aim not to do that because mm -hmm. I understand that it's like I'm here for them, 
mm-hmm. but they are the ones that do the work. It's, it's, it's the thing that a lot of times people learn, you know, like when something changed or shifted in their lives and they're like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, no, thank yourself. You know, like you did that. And they're like, no, well, but you, you supported it. Yes, okay, I supported it, but you did that. So, you know, like, it's, I think that it's one of the things in in all of this of understanding, you know, we're all powerful. We all have our answers. We might need someone else to support us just mm-hmm. to create the space that enables us to see that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yet, we're never, like, we don't need anybody else to do that as needing as we've been conditioned as you're saying with a doctor or with someone in a position of power we don't need that and it's one of the things that a lot of times my aim with with my work is that if someone is coming to see me because they need me then i'm not doing my job yes yeah yeah (laughs) like it's like come come see me and hopefully I never see you again from yeah, that perspective. You know, like, yes, it's yeah. like, uh-huh. Then that means that I, I did something right. And that doesn't mean that there's no continuation or there's no progress or different things that we can work with. It's not that. It's just there's a, a subtlety there between the need of someone because we have given away our power or the recognition that, that someone is supportive for ourselves to do our own work. And that subtlety is something that it takes time to recognize, mm-hmm. yet it's so important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I say something similar. I say it to my clients, exactly what you say. If you if I, if they need me, then I'm not doing my job. And I hope I don't see you again. I don't know how many times I see I see. I, say, I would love to see you, but I hope I don't. <laughs> um, but the patients, I, I leave them saying, if you don't leave our visit feeling empowered and feeling good about your decisions today, then you need to let me know because I'm mm. not your, the provider for you. I'm not doing my job. Um, mm. And I, I feel like so much, even, you know, even when I worked in, in New York state, so much of my job was giving them the power and letting them know, look, listen, I'm just the medium of information that you didn't get. You didn't choose to do that path in life. Mm. And I have that knowledge and I can tell you which way I'm leaning towards, but it's your body you know better than I do. Here's all the information I can give you. Which way are you leaning? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And the other thing I found really powerful, and this is kind of leaning towards the surrender aspect of things is I, I tell my patients too, and my clients, nothing's permanent, right? You make a choice regardless of what that choice is. I mean, if it wasn't the choice that ended up being the best one, it can change, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to be forever. And I find that that gives an immense amount of power back to my patients, my clients is it, this does not have to be forever. You sitting in the feeling and the belief that it is going to be forever, whatever it is, it can be, it could be as physical as diabetes. It can be emotional as a breakup. It can be as um, uh, stuck as a limiting belief. It Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be this way forever. It's up. It really is up to you if you want to see it that way, or if you decide it's just temporary because then it gives them that space, that breath, that pause to be able to see things differently, to have room for a new perspective. And with that room comes change. I have found, have you had a similar mm. experience too? Yes. I mean, there's, and for me, this is one of the things of why I really connected and resonated with the Tibetan Buddhist teachings. Mm. Um 
because they supported me a lot in my own understanding and impermanence it's at the core of all of that um to understand as well you know like what are the things that i can control mm -hmm. there's the there's the illusion that things are permanent and there's an illusion that i can control a lot of things yes and when i can relax that like for me a lot of the the times with myself and, and my practices it has been about relaxation and relaxation not only of the physical body relaxation of those um those narrow perspective or the holding of a perspective or an idea without the understanding like there's nothing fixed you know mm -hmm. nothing lasts forever i might die whilst we're having this conversation mm -hmm. or i might live for another 100 years i have no idea um, for me, the interesting thing about that is not only that it's like empowering, is understanding as well a lot of times with certain teachings, especially with teachings of impermanence and death and control, they are not pointing to that negativity. They are pointing to the, the idea of surrender, of trusting. They are pointing to the idea of being grateful and to be able to actually see and feel and understand the preciousness of human life and these moments mm -hmm. so that we can actually be present and not so focused on what might come because that doesn't exist. <laughs> so yes, there's we are experiencing this linear way or this linear time. So there was this past and there's this present and there's this future. That doesn't exist. We are never in the future. We're always in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And there's this illusion that that's the case. So when I am able to start to relax the view that things are permanent, there's such a thing as a future, that there's such a thing as problems, you know, like all of these different things. When I can relax that and I can surrender, then I'm able to create the life that I want because the only thing that exists really is this moment. So if at this moment, I decide like I want to have energy. It's like okay, energy. You know, my one 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 of my teachers used to say each moment you get a new chance to choose. Mm -hmm. So now, 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 now. Each moment you choose, and it's not about judging what you have been doing because you what you have been doing is what you have been doing. Now you have a chance to change. So, you know, a lot of times I, I tell people when I'm leaving meditation practices, it's like, if you realize during the meditation practice that you were thinking, that's perfectly okay. The moment that you catch yourself, you come back to whatever it is that you were doing or that I was guiding you instead mm -hmm. of, of being stuck in the, oh, no, I shouldn't have been thinking or whatever it is, you know, like, that's gone. Mm -hmm. Let's not judge that. Let's move on to what's actually alive and present now. Mm -hmm. And that for me is so important to understand, you know, the more of those understandings, the easier it is then to navigate through life because I'm not attached as I used to, to so many things. I am not stressed out and get overwhelmed with what's happening. The situations that are in my life, yes, they are challenging a lot of times, but they are just situations. I only make them a problem if I make them a problem. <laughs> right. Situations are just situations. Circumstances are just circumstances. My understanding and my connection with that is based on how I choose. And because I don't believe a lot of times 
or we don't believe in general that we can choose then that's when we are victims of our circumstances yet that's not the case i can choose easier said than done of course <laughs> yeah it's so, a practice for sure like it, yeah. it, it it can take it can take time for some people for some people it might be automatic um it's a shift in understanding a shift in in awareness and how we are operating so we've been conditioned so much in so many different ways and each of us in slightly different ways so we need to unlearn so much and we need to undo so much in order to open ourselves up and that you know that trust and that surrender doesn't come easy like it takes a lot of courage to be able to step into the unknown to step into a new way of doing things to step into uh you know like what i did it's like leaving my home going to another country going to all of these different experiences it takes a lot of courage for someone to be like i'm going to start taking ownership and i'm going to start you know like taking responsibility for my life and i'm going to do things differently because that's not what the people around them are doing and that's not what they have been doing mm -hmm. so in order for someone to be like doing that it's like okay like that's you know like there's a lot of strength there there's a lot of courage and that for me is, is key in, in this because yes we can do it but if everybody would be doing it then the world would be different yet for some reason we're not we are comfortable where we are even though that might be a really bad place right but we are so afraid of the unknown <laughs> mm -hmm. that we are missing out on the potential because we've been trained to see that we might actually get to the worst case scenario instead of why not the best case scenario you know yes. if i if i'm in a situation that i don't like then it's like well what if i leave this well i have no idea what's going to happen mm -hmm. yet it might be amazing why am i going always to the oh no this is going to be like worst so mm -hmm. i'd much rather stay here and that's okay as well to stay in the comfort zone it's comfortable so yeah 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 absolutely i, I remember um i give a lot of my my credit to my my counselor my therapist and she handed me the power of now, which took me, I don't know, 18 months to read because it was so against anything I learned growing up. It was a whole new, it was, it was like learning a different language and at the same time opening the door to Narnia. <laughs> and I remember only being able to read maybe a half a page at a time. And I, I had to sit back and like process it for days before I could mm. move on and, and fully grasp it. And I remember getting towards the end of it and I was uh, probably not coincidentally, definitely synchronistic synchronistically on the beach of Antigua mm. <laughs> and reading the end of it. And I just connected with the ocean in that moment. And I was like, this, this is what they mean by heaven on earth. Mm. I, I get to decide to do this, but I, I also, you know, I slip, we slip back and we get into being human and, uh, you know, it, it can be tempting to fall back into that, that comfortable discomfort, if you will. Mm. Um, but I've noticed, and I'm, I'm so grateful that I went through that journey before becoming a parent because talk about surrender. <laughs> 
And, and, you know, I'm, I'm noticing it just, uh, my husband's doing a great job and in, in his growth and consciousness, but I just notice it, you know, how we react to certain situations, mm-hmm. you know, he has a bad night sleeping with my son and he's like, we've got to change something. And I'm like, he's not going to be 30 and sleeping like that. Right. It's not going to be forever. It just is what it is. It was a bad night. Um, and, and it's definitely made me a more approachable mother and it's allowed me to connect to my son even more so because he reminds me to be mindful because mm. that's all a two-year-old is. They're in that moment, right? They get, they, get a, yes. they get a fleeting idea, right? And they go for it, but they're in the moment constantly. And there's times where he just stares at the trees mm. and I'm like, you know what? I want to stare at them too. So. <laughs> I, I, I tell a lot of times like to people, if you want to know if you're present, go and be with a the kid. They will call yeah. you out like this like they mm-hmm. they they only know the present moment there's nothing more than the present moment um like for for kids especially like really young kids they don't know anything else other than what's happening now you know like their their experience can change like that that's that's our learning that's what you know they come children come here for us to learn as well mm-hmm. you know like and to show us ah that is what it's like to be present that is what it's like to enjoy life that is what it's like to have the range of experiences that we are here to experience and you know it's i I, a lot of my clients that are parents they always ask me you know like because now it's conscious parenting is it's a it's a big thing and Mm -hmm. i'm like well conscious parenting is actually you being conscious and then you're a parent you know yes. that's it's not like give me the tools and the it's like well yes there's strategies or there's ways of communicating or there's ways of doing things yet the most important thing is you need to be present because your child as you're saying they are going to push your buttons and they are going to trigger you mm-hmm. or, like and everything that's mm-hmm. you know like that's Good what job. happens <laughs> so it's like when when we're able to recognize and to stop like one of the key things for me when for my own life and one of the big things that i share with people is making the change from reaction to responding mm-hmm. that is key Re- reaction is completely unconscious behavior responding is completely conscious behavior mm-hmm. now the action might be the same but it's coming from a very different place. Mm-hmm. One is like completely like someone push your button. It's like, blah. <laughs> and then the other one is like, ah, oh, this is what's happening. How do I need to respond to the situation? And again, perhaps it is the same action. Perhaps it is putting a boundary or perhaps it's, you know, doing something similarly to the reaction. It's coming from a very different point. And this comes from an understanding of our patterns of behavior, understanding our blockages or our traumas and working with that so that we can bring more presence into our lives so that we can then show up in whatever it is that is needed in that moment. Because unless we do that, we're just going completely in automatic pilot through life and we are not actually living life. Right. And life is beautiful. And that doesn't mean there's no challenges or there's mm-hmm. no, you know, like negative things. It's like life is beautiful. There's so much there. 
And 99% of the time, we are missing it because we are not living it. We are somewhere else. And it's like, even, even the things that seem familiar, you know, like even if we are living in the same place for a long period of time, how can I see even the table with different eyes? You know, it's the same table for years. How can I see it with different eyes? How can I experience the people that are in my life as a new person every single time instead of just thinking, oh, they have done this. So now I'm going to, you know, like, it's like, what are the strategies and the manipulations? No, no, it's like, how can I allow for everything to be fresh and new? That gives the others as well that permission to be fresh and new because, you know, just with children, our families, for anybody that is going home for Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything, great places to actually practice or to see how your <laughs> practice is going you know like yeah. it's like oh, I'm, I'm great like i'm able to meditate i'm able to be yeah. so centered and then you go you go home for the holidays it's like chaos because they are showing all of those dynamics and they are pushing all of your buttons your family knows how to push all of your buttons mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you want to know how you're doing with your own practice go home go to the, you know like something like that and see can i be with that can i respond can i not react that you know for me it's it's wonderful as as a way of seeing how far along am i in my understanding how can i stay present even when i know someone is going to push and push and push those buttons and trying to trigger me mm -hmm. absolutely i agree 100% I like to think of my son, I, and I say this all the time, or the, our children are closest to our origin, right? They were just there. So they know better. And we've just been conditioned and uh, I don't know, just laid down and beaten, <laughs> for lack mm -hmm. of a better word, into what society wants of us. And um, so so I, I, I've been of the full belief that I, I'm, he's here to teach me more than I'm here to teach him. I have the experience of earth and safety and cars in the road and, and things of that nature. But I, I do catch my, I'm not perfect at it, but I, I, I do, I have, I have that inner dialogue when I'm being pushed, when I'm triggered. Okay. Is this a safety thing? Is this just something that's driving me crazy? Why is it driving me crazy? Is it something that I want him to know drives me crazy? Or is this just me reacting? Right. Mm. What's and how do I and I, I give him a reason every time I set a boundary. No, as yes. we cannot throw balls in the road because a car may stop or a car may get somebody in a car could get hurt because they stop for a ball in the road. You need you can throw it this way, that way or that way. Right. And give yes. them options. Yeah. And asking them want. questions with that. It's like, why yeah. do you think that, you know, mm -hmm. like this might happen? That that is yes. that is empowering like our children so that they they already have the answers. Yes. <laughs> Even in those more earthly safety things, they already mm -hmm. have the answers. Mm -hmm. So getting getting into that place of that dialogue is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm not great at it. I get triggered and I explode especially if i'm kept up all night right but i'm also able to recognize and turn around a minute later and say mm. you know mommy had a moment mm. you were right i was wrong i'm sorry that you saw that i love you mm. no matter what right so uh, yeah. parenting and you know there's 
there's this thing. This is not only about parenting. This is about as well our society and the the idea of everything needs to be about individualization. Like we are all individual. We stop living in communities. We stop living in different ways that supported the growth of children in yes. a way that it wasn't detrimental to the parents as well. Because of like who, if they're going to be kept up all night, is going to operate well the next day? Mm-hmm. No one. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if we are sleep deprived, we're not going to be operating optimally. We're going to like to have a shorter fuse. So, you know, this is one of the issues that we have in society that is when we are living insulated and we have created this separation in this, like it's only about us, you know, like family unit. What does that look like? Parents and children, that's it. Like there's no grandparents or multiple generations mm-hmm. living in one house. Therefore, there's no as much support. There's mm-hmm. no intergenerational knowledge and wisdom being passed down. There's no, all of these different things that throughout history enabled us to actually grow and develop and have a different type of connection and understanding. And for those that are parents, you know, you don't have to do every single thing. Yes. Yeah. So it's like we have so many responsibilities of, you know, like working and making money and all of these things, plus being the parent. Like, yeah, you know, there's, yeah, everything. So it's like, as well, a lot of times, uh, like with that, it's like being able to seek support, to to challenge the way that we're living as well. I think that it's important. Um, And especially, you know, like in the the US, mm, I live in the US, there's a little bit extra of that. There's, you know, like everybody more as an individual. And, And it's like, how can we go back to living more in communities as a collective, yeah. supporting each other? And in a way that it's not like, you know, there's a giving and receiving and there's not so much the what's in it for me kind of thing. Right. And yeah. that, that again, challenging, you know, I'm asking questions and being able to open from what's normal because what's normalized, it's not actually natural. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I have, I've had this conversation twice with my husband and this, this just this week alone. Um, it, we have conversations of having a bigger family. Can we do it? Because we're exhausted right now. And I, I tell him, I said, we have to give ourselves some grace because we don't have the village we were promised. And mm-hmm. even, even more so, um, not, not to play the victim card, but we had our, our son in COVID. We, we found out we were pregnant the day they shut the schools down in New York. Mm-hmm. So we didn't, we just had each other. And mm. we were grateful for the support of our midwife and our doula, of course, but it wasn't safe for the grandparents to come over and help. Right. And, mm. and, you know, when I finally got back to work a grandparent, my, my parents live five hours away. His parents live an hour away, but they have their own uh, responsibilities with their aging parents and, and things of that nature. And um, if we want to, if they, if we wanted me to go to work to help support the house, we had to hire somebody to come in and that'd be great if we could go on a date night, but then we have to start, then the stress happens, the financial stress sets in. It's like, well, we've got to pay the sitter to come in and watch. And can we afford the sitter on top of the movie ticket? Right. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's, it's, um, I, I'm, I'm with you and I'm, I'm grateful that you, you see this as well. Um, it, it's, it's challenging and, and not just for parents, but I feel like, you know, 
mothers too, especially in the U.S., are just expected to do it all. And how mm-hmm. dare you complain your child is healthy, right? Is what we get when we're like, we're tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need a break. Well, your child is healthy and and at least they're a good good kid, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, can I complain? But, for you know, I, I think th- this is one of the interesting things a lot of times as well. Uh, and I see this a lot of times with my clients. You know, most of my clients are people that I would say, like, have privilege in life. Mm-hmm. If, like, uh, only a few clients are not in a position of what I would call privilege. I know that I'm in a position of privilege in life. And one of the key things with that is, as well as understanding, you know, everybody has their own issues. Yes. So, you know, of this, this is this one of the things when when I do group group things, uh, a lot of times, you know, people start to compare and say, like, well, that's not that bad. And it's like, well, but that's, you know, we need to honor that that's that person's challenge. Yes. Now, we also need to bring perspective to our challenges. Mm-hmm. And that balances us out. But it's not about comparing or belittling someone's experiences. You know, if someone is struggling because their iPad is not working, right? That is something that for them at that moment, that's an issue. Of course, mm-hmm. that is not the same as someone that doesn't have water today and is surviving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like there's no comparison there. That can bring that person perspective in terms of like actually the iPad thing is not as much of a big deal as I'm making it, but that is for that own person's experience to be able to expand their awareness, to be able to realize that that is not such a big a big thing. Yet, as that person is experiencing that before they open their awareness, that's a big deal. Yeah. So, you know, like the the allowing. Is so important allowing other people's issues or challenges or problems to be to be there, like just to be like, okay, like mm-hmm. yes, that's happening. Not comparing it, not you know, in conversations, not hijacking, not being able to make it about ourselves. It's like uh, I see that that's happening, you know, like just mm-hmm. acknowledging, and then you know, like just supporting that person or supporting that conversation or just being there for them. That a lot of times is one of the biggest things with our modern society that it's like, well, your issue is not as big as mine. And it's like, well, like, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how does that, how does that help me? Right. That my issue is not as big as yours. Like right. I'm still struggling. And, and that for me, a lot of times, you know, like, we all have our blockages. We all have our traumas. We all have all of those things. The more that we can work with that, then the easier our lives become. Yet we need to actually work with that. And majority of the people in the world don't even know that they have had that happen to them or that right. they have blockages or they have trauma that they haven't fully processed. Therefore, they are living with that all of the time so everything that is happening it's not them living their lives it's those traumas living that life and when we are able to like one of my teachers one told me fall in love with finding your blockages 
Mm-hmm. And that for me was key in the way that I was working with myself and going in my body and feeling where are those blockages? What's, you know, like what's there, what's being held and how can I go and slightly relax as if, you know, like as from massaging it from within all of those blockages is like allowing, allowing, allowing. And as well, you know, like one of the other things that I work a lot with, um, it's with our ancestors, like doing family or systemic constellations, mm-hmm. their trauma gets yeah. passed down to us. We get all of their trauma as well. Whatever they have in process, we are getting that. Mm-hmm. So there's so much that we're getting. And not only that, we're getting all of the collective or cultural or ethnicity, like whatever group we belong to, we get all of that. So, you know, there's so much that it's like, how can we meet each other with compassion? Because we all have all of these super big energies that are holding on to us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just let's hold ourselves with compassion and let's hold each other with compassion. That is the way of being able to, to move forward in our lives and as a society, you know, like to be able to be with each other. So like, how can I hold the other one with compassion? Because I have no idea what's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, I when I was uh, younger, like when I started driving 16, 17, 18, I used to get road rage every time that someone cut me off, you know, like and stuff like that. And one day, as I started to relax that through all of the practices that I was doing, one day as well, one of my teachers told me, what if, you know, in your head at least, anytime that someone cuts you off, instead of going to, oh, that's an asshole, mm-hmm. you go, ah, oh, that person, you know, like has an emergency, they are going to the hospital. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like making way for them. Mm-hmm. Why, like without knowing the reason why they cut me off that they are going faster i defaulted to the like ah you know like they're just an asshole instead of like they are going to the hospital they are in an emergency Mm -hmm. that shift makes my days so much easier yeah yeah because Because you're not not holding on to it either and and i don't know either way so if Mm -hmm. i'm not going to know either way then Ah, like that's just relaxing. Then again, I'm not attached to it because oh, they are going to the hospital. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've done that before, and then my logical brain told me the likelihood of them not going to the hospital was higher. So I decided they just have to poop really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works for each of us, it's right? That, that might be more. <laughs> More like we've all been there in the car. Um, so and, and I say that out loud when my son's in the car. I'm like, oh, must have to poop really bad. And he, you know, he he loves body humor. So um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I I think for like you said, highlighting first and foremost that self-compassion. Um, and it does it, it's almost like I I channeled this conversation. I did a, a quick phone interview beforehand and it asked, have you worked in this? The typical question, when was the time you worked with a difficult person and how did you handle it? And I said, I remember that I'm only seeing an aspect of who they are at work. And then once I give, once I give myself that space, then I'm able to connect with them and mm-hmm. the problem resolves itself. So it's, it's yes. very much the same. Yeah. You know, like as, as you're pointing out, we have no idea mm-hmm. people's life experiences, even the people that we think that we know, we don't know that. 
we don't know all of those traumas that they had, all of those blockages. So, like, if if we can allow ourselves to know that all of the time, you know, it's one of the things that when I'm working with my clients, I see them whole. Mm-hmm. I see them already as their potential. Like, that's the space that I hold when I'm with them. That enables them to then have that for themselves as well. So even in a conversation, you know, it's like anytime that a judgment might come through, it's like, who says that? You know, like, I, I don't know. But that, that's been one of the main practices that I've had for many years. Anytime that a judgment comes up because of something that I see or someone that I see, it's like, who says that? You know, yeah. where is that coming from? Yeah. And not going to that and just being able to soften that. And yes, mm-hmm. the years that went from like, that took time to now it's almost immediate. It's like, yes. there's even, not even nanoseconds. It's even faster. It's like, mm-hmm. I just catch myself and it's like, ah, oh, no judgment. I have no idea what that person is going through. I have no idea what their life has been. All that I'm seeing is what I'm seeing. Right. And that's not all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I that that brings the conversation totally full circle too, is that art of just being able to question yourself, right? And the science behind that. I had a client who I love dearly and she did so well with within our time together. And I remember our last session, she just kept taking notes, taking notes and taking notes. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I didn't, wasn't judging her, but I'm thinking, oh, she, she knows everything already. She doesn't need to take notes. And she goes, okay, last question. What words of advice do you have for me? Because I don't know what I'm going to do without you. And I'm like, oh God, you don't need me, right? <laughs> Same conversation. It was all, it's been you all along. And I said, and the thing that just popped in my head was you need to keep asking yourself questions. Mm-hmm. You keep asking yourself questions and you won't need anybody. Just be yeah. reflective. That's that's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. And you know, with that, it's like a lot of times I I understood many years ago that there's all of these different aspects of myself and if i'm not allowing all of them if i am not paying attention if i'm neglecting any part then i'm not whole so you know as as i was growing up and i was just living in my head i needed to reconnect with my body I needed to reconnect with the feelings in my body and to understand that, to understand the energy side, the the feeling side, the emotional side of myself, Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, like the head and the thoughts. There's no separation. Like it was just uh, focusing. Where am I placing my focus? Because I have been neglecting anything from the neck down. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I need to give it space for my body now. And that doesn't mean I'm not, you know, like there's nothing in my head going on. No, that's still there. The more that I'm able to include all of my aspects and to integrate them, then that gives me to that place of wholeness because now I'm like, okay, that's that's all of my experience. I mean, that's not all of me. I, I'm much more than just this. Mm-hmm. Yet, this is part of it. It's just like, you know, like every drop of uh, of water in the ocean is the ocean. Like there's no such a, a difference. Right. We we have this tendency to think like, oh, there's a difference between my head and my body mm-hmm. or my heart, you know, like and some other part. Or... 
th this is all you know like it's a part of and it is that as well right and and to be able to hold this i think that that open perspective of things can be more than one thing at the same time you know like I, i'm talking to you here now so there's this sense that we are separate we're one mm -hmm. there's like on one perspective we're one there's no separation yet on another perspective i'm experiencing i am here sitting in new zealand and you know like and i have my computer and and there you are in the us you know like and there's this separation so how can i hold both things to be true at the same time mm -hmm. and that starts to lessen the hold that i have on things that starts to relax my perspectives and that starts to allow me to live you know the much enjoyable uh unconscious life that is actually you know like bloody beautiful to live yeah because it's like there's so much that i'm not noticing because i am just stuck in those perspectives so if i can relax that and then it's like i can open myself up to as we've been talking at the beginning to that flow of the universe to surrender and to be like you know like oh do i need to go there or do i need to go there can I just trust, you know, like, and can I not get attached to things? Uh, like, I, I had many times situations in my life that I was thinking, oh, I'm going to live here and I'm going to do this. And suddenly from one day to the next, it's like your visa like renewal was denied. So you need to leave. And it's like, okay, like <laughs> that wasn't my plan. Yeah. But, you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to like you know like try to like stay mad or whatever or i'm just going to be like oh well that's what the universe wanted me and i mean you know like in this co-creation with the universe so yeah. i'm just yeah. going to surrender that you know there's something else coming and mm -hmm. i'm just going to go with that flow mm -hmm. and to stay open to that to stay okay with that that is the biggest thing is you know like to be able to experience life and to be able to stay open and curious and playful mm -hmm. with what's happening is, you know, at the end of the day, whether it is with a big thing or with a small thing, it's like, which which way of experiencing my life now would I choose? Like a really narrow perspective, being mad, being, you know, like stuck or one that is open, playful, you know, like, that is beautiful and it's like enjoyable. Which one would I prefer? It's like this one for sure. <laughs> like I don't want to feel negative or stuck or whatever if I can choose. So like that's that's up to me if I can catch myself. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I I I'd like to to share with listeners it's it's the first step into the unknown is scary, but after that, it's like oh what was i scared of this whole time actually this this feels better it's less draining mm. to just surrender I, I, i'm thinking of a recent experience where i brought my my car into the shop and i knew it needed some serious work i clearly knew the brakes were gone i knew i waited on the tires for a year right i, I procrastinated and so i was expecting a hefty <laughs> hefty bill and the lady on the phone was like okay do you need a pen and paper i'm like yeah yeah okay and i'm writing things down and she's like okay what do you want to do i'm like just just do it all. And she's like, what? And I said, yeah. And when I picked up the car, she goes, Jellica, you were the most pleasant person I worked with today. And you had the biggest bill. I said, 
this is the most money I've ever had to put in it. And it doesn't happen all the time. And it's just money. Right. Whereas Angelica six years ago, oh, I would still not be sleeping because of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just money. And I and it it felt so I was reflecting on that the other day. It's just it was so much easier to let it go than to hold on to it for what? And it's also this is one of the things that I work a lot with with my clients. It's not about letting go, it's about the understanding of that's the investment. That's that's why mm-hmm. I have the money. I'm yeah. have, I have the money. I, mm, like, I'm working to understand this flow of giving and receiving. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, like if I'm consciously choosing what I'm what I'm spending my money, I'm not wasting my money. Yes. I am actually allowing that flow to continue. I'm allowing myself to because you know, like, what's the alternative? Not to fix the, the car entirely and then it breaking down again and actually then being worse. Mm-hmm. So when we are in a position that we can do certain things, it's like, let's do it. Again, like not everyone is in that position. I understand my privilege. I understand that I can do certain things that not everyone can do. But if I can do that, it's like, why not? Why wouldn't I choose to pay like for all of that to be done than to uh, like to go with my car and be like, oh, again, again, it's breaking down, it's breaking down, and then mm-hmm. to spend extra money. Because at the end of the day, those things end up being more expensive. Right. So if we have the possibilities, like, yes, here, I invest in this. So like a lot of times with with people and it's like you know they they come to see me and it's like you just made an investment on yourself mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. it's not about me yes that money is coming to me at that moment but it's not about me you made an investment on yourself you didn't spend money like and that sometimes that wording is is part of it it's not either wasting or even spending money it's mm-hmm. investing money or it's circulating that money and the more that we allow ourselves to be in that flow then money comes because, yeah. you know, like whether we are seeing this from a spiritual, energetic abundance perspective or from like literally numbers, how much money is there in the world? Right. Like every single day, you know, like we can watch the stock market and like, and there's billions that went up or down. It's like, where did that come in? Where did that right. money come from? Well, money is just, you know, like there's almost unlimited. It's just like we're running out of money. The bank just prints out more. So there is money. <laughs> so, so it's it's that you know, like it's just a matter of of distribution and how we are using it. It's not mm-hmm. about a lack of it. We're experiencing that lack because we're experiencing lack of worthiness on ourselves, or of different blockages that we have based on our understandings of money and self worth and self love. It's not about money. Like money is there. You know, like if if I have the money in the bank, why wouldn't I use it if I need to spend that money on something? I'm investing that. I'm allowing that to circulate. So, you know, a lot of times it's just changing our perspective, changing our language and changing that narrative that we have on our heads to be able to be like, yep. And then, as you say, like, you know, the experience of this other woman, mm-hmm. how beautiful that is, that like she was able to even to recognize like ah oh, you are the you know like the most pleasant person to deal with and it's like it might not just been about the money it's about your approach right so you know like how can we 
allow more of that into our lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And and as you're speaking, I, I'm, I'm getting excited about a practice that's coming into my head that I've never done before. And I don't think anybody's ever showed me this before, but I just saw a new way of seeing money. And I, you, t- you touched upon this is just seeing it flow. So when I buy that cup of coffee at Starbucks and I'm starting to feel guilty that I spent $6 on a grande peppermint mocha, half calf, right? And then I can think to myself, okay, well, some of that is going into the baristas who may be in college or who may be supporting their children. Mm-hmm. Some of it may be going into the hiring somebody new. Some of it could be going to, or probably going to the coffee growers. It's going into paying for the air flight of that coffee coming in, right? And just seeing where it's going and feeling mm-hmm. so much better about that. And I, I'm I'm excited to start that practice. And it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. something, I mean, I'm announcing it now, but it doesn't have to be something that I have to voice out loud. It's totally an internal, internal yes. dialogue. And you know, one of the things that I usually share in, in, in a lot of the, the events and the work that I do with conscious action is voting with your dollar. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not about it's not yeah. about not not getting that coffee. If that's what mm-hmm. you know you want to to get, it's about potentially understanding do I want to support this yes. company, mm-hmm. these people? Yes. Or do I want to support that other one that is working with, you know, like uh, a small family owners mm-hmm. or they're working with organic growers that they're being paid a fair a fair wage, you know, like we need to educate ourselves on certain things to be able to understand. And then it's like, who am I choosing to support? Just like when we're voting, if we if we vote on elections, like the same every single time. I am voting with my dollar. Every single time that I'm purchasing something, I am voting with my dollar to the world that I want to see. Yes. Yep. And for the ones that we can make those choices, again that's that's so important because money in this world at this moment money talks volume mm-hmm. so if i am going to support a certain company i am saying to the world we need more of that right and not all not everything is easy we still need to like it's not black and white correct yet whenever it is that i have a choice it's like I'm going to choose that. I'm going to choose the farmer's market instead of the big chain if I'm able to do that. Correct. And also, like a lot of times, that's cheaper. I know the person. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the the things. But not everyone has a farmer's market locally. So therefore, perhaps that doesn't work for them. We just need to understand our own circumstances and how we're showing up. And how do we choose to show up? And what do we choose to support? And what are the lenses that we're going to see this world through? And that is what enables us to to live in this world that we're co-creating together. That's a, that's beautiful, and it's a beautiful summary of everything that we've talked about so far, Brian. It's been such an amazing conversation. Mm. I'm remembering who I am again. So thank you for that. Thank you for being you. Where can people find you if they want to be more in your energy? What kind of offers do you have for them if they want to tap into you more and your gifts? Mm, yeah, thank you for that. Um, I'm a little bit online, like it's not where I spend most yeah, I of my, my time. Uh, 
uh, either my websites, uh, either the Conscious Action website or brianburnman.com um, or on social media, Brian Burnman or Conscious Action NZ as New Zealand. Um, those are the easiest places to, to find me. And for anybody that resonates with, with what I do, with my energy, I work, whether that is in person, uh, most of the year here in New Zealand, when I'm traveling to the US or to Europe, uh, I'm there in person as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of times as well, I work remotely, whether that is one-on-one -on -one guidance, mentoring, coaching, or uh, holistic therapies, whether that is uh, energy healing, family constellations, or I work with businesses, running well-being programs for them, changing the relationship with work, you know, there's so many different things, yeah. teaching meditation, so many different things that most of them, I don't have everything online, but most of them, I do have them online. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone just resonates with, with my energy and what I do, just go in there and send me a message if you'd like to, to know more. Um, for me, you know, the way that I work is through resonance. If someone resonates with me, they will come to me. Right. I don't I don't push sales. I don't try to get clients. If someone is the right person for me and I am the right person for them, then that's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, thank you so much for today, Brian. Uh, for being you. you. I, I'm so excited to hear how the rest of your Monday is so then I can look forward to it as well. <laughs> thank you for, for just being here. I I mm. I I'm I'm so excited and I hope that. I, I hope that we we get to connect next time you're in the US. That would be that'd be so great. Beautiful. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for creating the space and for the wonderful questions and your presence as well. And for everybody that is listening, thank you as well for taking the time to to listen or to watch us. So yeah, thank you. Golden.